so welcome to the Meadow Report. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And the Meadow Report is a modern take on a tribal communication method where the women would go out into the meadow and gather their nuts and berries and water and bring them back and then share them with the women in the tribe and say, you know, out there in the meadow, this is, there's danger here or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that's what Vanessa and I want to do is to bring to our community the cool things that we run into and share them with you. Yeah. And we like to talk about a lot of things here on the Meadow Report. And today we're going to be talking about tarot. Yeah, so when we did numerology um, a couple of weeks ago, Nicole was actually scheduled to join us, but mm-hmm. we um, she had a little emergency, so she couldn't, and it actually worked out better. We were just yeah. talking about that. But um, so I'm going to introduce Nicole, and you know what? I don't even know your last name. Oh, yeah. yeah it's um, My full name is Nicole Peralta. Peralta. Okay, mm-hmm. so I met Nicole. She's a yoga teacher at Black Swan, mm-hmm. um, where I... I I, I think you probably sub classes that I've taken. I know yeah. I've taken you before, but not on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's also friends with Val Feechin. And so she's also a tarot, is it a tarot card, card reader. reader? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's a tarot card reader. So tell us how you got involved in that. What, what drew you to that? Yeah, so about 10 years ago, um, I was just in a really stuck um, creative place in life. Like, um, I was full-time event planner, playing fundraising events um, for local nonprofits here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I was just at a time period where I was just trying to find, like, signs of some mm-hmm. sort. And one of the things that I heard was that as a journaling prompt one thing that people do is just wake up and draw a card mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I was like draw a card and I was mm-hmm. like that sounds weird yeah what's that mean <laughs> yeah yeah so um to be clandestine about it because I was still like working in the office and like a lot of my friends didn't realize like I I think I always had like an intuitive sense but I just didn't know what to do with it and so I started journaling and um I used an app on my iPhone that was a tarot card app mm-hmm. and I used that as the oracle and it was good because they were very clear beautiful imagery and then when you flipped it it told you like specifically what it, what it meant mm-hmm. and it was very clear and very well understood mm-hmm. and so I was kind of in the closet for a little bit about it and then one day I was like out drinking with my friends And, like, the conversation just got very boring and stale because it's always, like, let me complain about my job or let me complain about this. And I was just like, hey, I got some tarot cards, and do you want me to read? And a lot of them were like, you're a little too good at this, you know? (laughs) And then I was like, I don't know. I just started doing it on myself. And then people were like, that's a little too accurate. And the interesting thing is, like, you can talk to either a complete stranger or somebody that you've known all your life. Mm-hmm. And just by a simple image and you saying and stating, like, this is the energy that I feel from this communication, they will open up a world of various things that you've never thought yeah. would come from it. And you just get into, like, you just push away all the superficiality and formality and you just get deep mm-hmm. sometimes and a lot of conversations. Instantly. Yes. Yeah. Instant. yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I find that too. I get together yeah. sometimes with some friends and we pull cards sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, the conversation gets so good and juicy. Yeah. Just to hear where, where that's coming from and right. why they think this is coming up and all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a connection method. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Very much so. And like the funny thing was it's only because I was like getting bored, like having the same like boring conversation like, oh, what do you do? And like just hearing about the same complaining about this and this and that. And it was just like, oh, well, here's a car that like maybe can reveal why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so instead of psychoanalyzing, yeah, you're yeah, like, let's yeah, go yeah. to tarot cards and yeah. find out why you're such a complainer. <laughs> yeah, and like a couple of drinks and people are just like, That's here cool. I am. So, um, and I so then it... from there, did you, I mean, I you put it to, or... Yeah, yeah. So I kind of put it to bed for a, a little bit. And um, I think one of the key things that was a turning point for me was moving to Guatemala. Mm. And I didn't know Spanish. And as a yoga teacher in Guatemala, I had to learn how to speak Spanish. And one of my... Um, key things in that education was um I had a very very nice teacher who um she just trained me and said that you can teach half of the class mm-hmm. in Spanish and then you just assist and when you're not teaching you assist students yeah. and so I had to use something not using my vocabulary I could not use words I could not use Spanish to understand my students so I started to feel mm-hmm. people I have that ability to connect with people in a way where I'm not using words and I had to rely on my words. I couldn't just like, just say the formalities of simple things like, Oh, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And, um, that was a really huge turning point for me to be like, I am an intuitive. And I met with a healer that was like, you have a gift that you don't even know. It was like this interesting massage I went to where all I told her was like, I have a sore shoulder. And she was like, okay, that's it. And then towards the end, she's just like, yeah, that pain in your shoulder, you're carrying something that you won't let go of. And I just started like bawling at the end of it. It was insane. Cause she just kept like saying like, and I go, why do I have a sore shoulder? She's like, because you packed it with you. (laughs) And this is your time to figure out why. And she's like, you have a bigger gift that you don't even know yet. And it was just really. Did you know what the pain was? What it was from? It, I like think it's just this, like, yeah, like, I think it's just this burden of like trying to be something that everyone else wants you to be, mm-hmm. and you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes when you're really good at something, it's very hard. Like as a kid, um, to hear people, go, oh, you're so good at this, like do it, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you're like, you trust everyone. And then you're like, wait, I didn't even hear my own voice to even realize, like, do I even want that? Mm -hmm. And then like, all those things are lessons. Like you learn from those things and you work from those things. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I obviously had to have like an understanding of yoga. And I think like the path of becoming a yoga teacher, the path of like just the curiosity of figuring out my own, like how to journal and how to do these things and finding tools and meeting people, it kind of just, forges you to continue on a path and then you get to like meet cool people like Val and connect with them and on on a new way that you know they're just interested in more esoteric things and like yoga as fitness 
And I think, yeah. like, that's interesting that you say that because there are yoga teachers that I'm very drawn to and ones that I'm completely like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do mm-hmm. that. You, you can know. just feel. I yeah. know that they're connected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know that they're seeing something beyond like standing up there and, you know, yeah. cueing moves, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm sure it complements what you do. Yeah. It just becomes a lot more, um, I don't know. It's just like a, just another tool in my toolbox. And I feel that. Um, the tarot card readings because like I have a lot of yoga students who trust me and I guide them into class and I'm a familiar face for them I'm not just like some creepy person off of a street like oh let me pull over at this house and get like a tarot reading they're Mm -hmm. like I see her all the time I can trust her right and And that helps yeah and I think that's like it just started with the yoga community a lot of um like yoga and hops like invited me like in the beginning of the year to teach like they were teaching a yoga class and then afterwards we just kind of hung out and people it's around that time in January where people are looking for intention Mm -hmm. and guidance Mm -hmm. and like it's a very powerful time and so people were like okay I'll talk to her and like I sat there for two and a half hours wow. and it's sometimes like the energy and the connection is so strong that um, I don't even realize two and a half hours have gone by mm-hmm. so it's just been it's been an interesting path to being like okay I am a tarot card reader that's interesting <laughs> so cool. alright so teach us about yeah. you know, what you do and what it is okay are so, you familiar at all with the history of tarot? So I did, I read this book cover to cover, mm-hmm. and you can tell it's been it looks like very you've done a little bit yeah. more than read it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I really studied this, because like I had a very general understanding from playing around with the app, and but the app only tells you so much. And so it was developed in, I forgot how old this is, but it was developed in Italy, and it's around the time of when they started making playing cards. So it's almost like a similar thing where there's different suits, just like diamond clubs and etc. Right. And then it starts from a numeric order from like yeah. zero all the way to the king. So that's the way I think about it. It's uh-huh. like it was around the time those were invented, but these are... Are there 52 of those? Um, there's... I believe there's more. Okay. Yeah, I think there's yeah. more. There's more because there's different, there's other symbols that they've uh-huh. added in here. But it's very similar to that because also there's major cards and minor cards. So the minor cards do reflect like the playing cards, but then the major cards like have more significance. Mm-hmm. So I actually have this same deck. Yeah, so if you're ever interested in just learning and just starting off with the basics, like this is what was recommended to me was to use the Rider weight deck. Mm-hmm. And um, there's other ones that are like more beautiful with angels and oracles yeah. and stuff like that. But if you want to get a solid understanding, the root of it and the mostly used version is Rider Weight. I really like this deck. Is it R I D E R? Mm hmm. And Weight? Dash W A I T E. Okay. Yeah. R I D E R dash W A I T E. Yeah. And then this book has been really Ooh. helpful and it's this based is, off of This that. looks like a little. Yeah. Something we're going to light. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically like I usually. Um, I now just start off with. Um, I create like a crystal grid 
And so just whatever I'm feeling um, at the time is like what I set up. So quartz is... Oops, I'm sorry. It's okay. Quartz is like the king of all the crystals. So uh-huh. it kind of like redirects and gives guidance, it, general guidance to anyone. So if you ever need clarity, that's a good one to have. And then this is rose quartz, and this is about um, self-love and compassion. Mm-hmm. And then the malachite, this is green, and you can look at this as like a symbol of abundance, but not necessarily like monetary abundance, but you know, like something to fill in and provide that abundance in your life wherever you're lacking. Mm-hmm. And then the amethyst. I love this one. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's very cool and smooth to Uh the skin. Like, and it's very nice and calming to just like put your thumb right there in that groove. Uh And then this is an amethyst. So I relate this to like the crown chakra and like the more like, I don't know, dignified and like, you know, beyond like our basic like needs. Like Mm -hmm. what else is beyond that, Mm -hmm. that living. Sort of like the uh, Maslow's hierarchy. Exactly. Self-actualization. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So I just picked those four because I really like them. And um, I usually just take Palo Santo just to clear out like the energy in the room. So So what is it? This is Palo Santo. Mm -hmm. And Palo Santo just stands for holy wood. Okay. And like sometimes like it smells familiar to people if they grew up in the Catholic churches or something very similar to the incense to it. Mm-hmm. So like I usually just light this up and then I use the crystals and that's just a way for me to symbolically just shift the energy. Mm-hmm. It tells and, yourself like this yeah, is I'm gonna, like we're going to do I'm gonna connect. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're going to do the reading. Okay. So that's usually like my setup and then what I do when I do a reading would you like would one of you guys like to have a reading done I would okay yeah so I'm always game I love (laughs) (laughs) yeah so basically what I do is um I clear the energy once I've set the space I start to shuffle so I'm removing any energy off of my previous reading and I clear it out by shuffling the deck. So, and this is exactly like what I walked through in the um, workshop that Val and I did. And so I just give it a couple of shuffles. And then You just take a couple of breaths and you ground your feet down into the floor and just um, set yourself up to just create this clear channel of energy to um, just be open. And you don't have to hold on to anything. You don't have to change or shift anything. Just connect to this natural being of who you are right now. And basically, we're just going to take a snapshot of the energy that you're feeling right now. And just take a couple of breaths. And then when you're ready, you can open the eyes and you'll just cut the deck. So you just take as much as you want from the top and just place the part of the deck over here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And face down? Yep. All right. And then from here, what I'll do is I'll spread the cards. So I'm going to do it in a diagonal because there's a lot of cards. 
So what she's done is create like a line of the card to just like spread them out all face down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As if she was going to do a fancy card trick and like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so all you have to do, Elizabeth, is just pick one of them. And you don't have to overthink it. Whatever you naturally feel like, oh, this is the card. And, you know, some people even like dig underneath like the cards. And you just pull it and you just leave it face down. Okay. Then... This is just a general reading on how you're feeling right now. Okay. And so this is the most basic pull you can do as a one card pull. So I'm going to flip it over. And this is the lover's card. And so when I'm teaching my students how to do this, I actually like them to kind of contemplate the image and gather kind of like their first initial reactions to the card, because a lot of it is not just the energy that I contribute from this, but the energy you're contributing to the reading. So is there anything significant um, that you see? It could be just in the figures and the expressions of the people or any of the colors. Um, I think for me, it's really probably the whole aspect context of the card Mm -hmm. um i am not in a relationship and i've been working on like i've been on dating sites okay and actually like right where you're sitting uh an hour or so ago i was doing some journaling and written work around it and that's oh interesting for me yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah so this is definitely um a card about love and it's in the major card so whenever you pull a card from the major arcana it's something that is like very significant that you're thinking about or meditating over or striving for so i'm not surprised that you pulled this card another thing about this card is the balance and the symmetry in this card as you can see like it's two people side by side and there's also this symmetry of plant life and fertility and then there's an angel watching over them and um there's just this sense of connection and anytime there's um natural imagery in the cards what it's symbolizing especially when there's like fruit and it's blooming um this is something that's developing and growing and um it's also a good sign of like continue contributing to that and mm-hmm. let it naturally happen you don't have to force it um it will come to you I love this card yeah. it's like perfect for you too. <laughs> it's so yeah, interesting yeah yeah it is yeah and there's just a sense of balance and peace and even if you just looked at it like one person here and the other person here Um, It's a reminder that you can stay grounded, both feet on the floor, and still work on you. And it's just a reminder that it's you being yourself and pursuing what you want is what's going to attract this. And because it's nature, there's nothing like man-made buildings in here. You don't have to, like, force the lover's card. I really love this, and sometimes I'm wondering, like, how does this work? Because, like, I'll pull a card, and it'll be so spot on, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how does this yeah. even know, like, what I'm doing, what I'm going through, right. what I'm, you know, progressing in, or whatever, and it's just, like, crazy that it's, like, always on point for me. Yeah, that's what I've noticed, too, and I have a friend, um, she's, like, 
an engineer and mm-hmm. she loves evidence and she yeah, just yeah. loves like everything to be backed by evidence and prove. Mm-hmm. And she started like, because I was posting on Instagram and talking about it a lot. She was like, I bought this deck and I keep pulling the same card. And I know it's because like I've been stubborn mm-hmm. about this issue and I don't want to face it. Resisting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when you journal morning pages and you keep writing and complaining about the same thing over and over and over again. You get more of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You have nowhere uh-huh. else to go but to either face it or just avoid right. it and keep getting the same. You either yeah. need to change or get more of it. <laughs> yeah. And I've, yeah. Like, I've pulled the same card three times at one point <laughs> in hopes that maybe the energy has changed. But now I don't even pull another card. I like have to like really connect with myself first and think okay do I feel like energy's changed where I even Need want to, to pull there. another card yeah. <laughs> and so yeah it's crazy well, how it works that too, way like if you have even a modicum of belief about you know I, I mean I, I don't know that I would run my whole life around it but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I believe don't. <laughs> in spirituality I believe right. in intuition yeah. I believe in connecting with people and knowing like mm-hmm. that there's you know some people there's a um, a book um, The Celestine Prophecy have you ever yeah. read it? Uh-huh. and it the whole book is about coincidences and like if you do see somebody and then there's that, that there's some type of familiarity that you either have a mes- message for them or they for you and I know that that is true for me, that that whole realm of belief system comes up for me. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, I don't, that, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's so interesting because I was sitting right there where you yeah. are. My journal is right underneath you. As soon as you it turned it over, I was like, oh, of course, you know. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes complete sense. Yeah. And I, you know, when I told the people at the workshop, like, you get what you put into things, so if you don't believe it is going to be a tool, it won't right. be a tool yes. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. Yeah. So how would you tell, uh, you know, I mean, what would be the recommendation to use it, you know? If so, you were going to go to a reading, I mean, what should you do with that information? Or if you were going to do it yourself? Right. So for me, I've always been more curious in self-study. Like, I feel like everyone's best guru is yourself yeah and so it was just something that I wanted to use as a tool to learn about myself and it was never really about like oh I'm gonna like go out and like conquer the world with tarot cards have a little table yeah yeah yeah. I never thought that was gonna be (laughs) yeah and but then here I am like people invite me to do it I've done parties now and I've Mm -hmm. It's just been an interesting thing. So for me, it's like, oh, if you're curious about using it as a tool, and like I would just recommend people to try it like the same path I did, like play with an app or, you know, play with one of these cards and see if you like it. Um, And so a lot of people do use them. A lot Uh of people now, it's a lot more commonplace than you realize is like, I see attorneys, engineers, and just a lot of people are just more open to seeking that higher message that's beyond ourselves. So like I would recommend like, I would get a Rider Waite deck if you want to get like actual cards and like get a book like this you cannot learn anything from just like staring at these images yeah. and there is a online 
resource that um, I do use. I'll have to remember the name of it. Is it Biddy? Yes. Yes, Biddy. Yeah, Biddy is a good one if you don't want to buy a book. Yeah. So that's what I told my students because it was an intro to numerology and tarot and cards. Is it an app? Yeah. It. So I think they have not Do they have? An they app? have a website. Okay. It's just called Biddy. I just get on the website. Okay. And just type in the. Um, the card that I pulled and it and has it like, you what it yes. is. yeah, and they have upright and reverse they do. Uh-huh. if you want that, but they're all based off of these, mm-hmm. um, the Rider Waite deck and they go into the symbolism of the imagery and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it kind of helps you understand like the meaning behind mm-hmm. each, um, image and it's really good. So I think, I'm trying to, I I visited a psychic in Galveston, and I think she uses them when she talks, but it seems like she, like, makes a big, like a spread. spread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can do spreads. And Mm -hmm. what's the difference between that and just pulling the one card? Yeah, so the one card is usually just, like, a quick snapshot of what's happening right now, Mm -hmm. and then the other spread, if we spread the cards, you would pull one and then another here and another here and it'd be a past present future reading oh okay but there's all kinds of spreads that you can do right yeah and so these spreads are really interesting and sometimes like last spring when it was like vernal equinox it was like i want to do a special like reading just to shift the energy and see what's going on long term right and so the tarot card expert at the witchery in Galveston said you can that go was on Pinterest. The one I went and yeah. This is where I got the cards and uh-huh. I got the book. Oh, really? They set it's the me same up. girl? The psychic yeah. that's in the room in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I was like, there there's places here you can buy tarot cards or I could have gone off of Amazon, but I just happened to be in Galveston on a trip and it was the encouragement of my friend and she was just like, You are a healer. And let's go to this weird shop. And I was like, it's called the Witchery. I don't know. I know. It's and then like, I it feels in. like, should I go in there? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like an old, timey, like apothecary. Like it used to be a pharmacy. It's a beautiful store, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's nice. And, and she crystals. sits in the back. Mm-hmm. I was Samantha and I, my daughter. And I, we go every um, Friday after Thanksgiving. I don't like the malls. Yeah. Or, oh, how fun. <laughs> yeah. So we go to Galveston. Yeah. And we walk and shop and there because there's, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's, there's nobody there. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. And then it's we nice. stopped in there one time and I said, I'm, I'll do one. And I asked Samantha if she wanted one. She was like, no. But yeah. Um, so I did a reading with her. But everything that she said, I've been back three times since then. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I just love that shop. Like, yeah, I do too. Everyone there like knows what they're talking about. Cause the girl was like, "I go, no, I'm just gonna get the deck of cards." And the the person working up front was like, "Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna know what they mean." And I go, "It says there's like a a little mini booklet in in the pack." And she was like, "I really think you need." To get Is that this when book. you bought the book? I didn't buy it then, but two days later, I was like. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't understand. I need the book. And she already had it on the counter and was like, I knew you'd come back. <laughs> like, she just said it like, I knew you'd return. Like, there's no way you can learn off of nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she's like, I wasn't trying to upsell you. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is the tarot. And I had to be, like, stubborn still and be like, no, I'm going to figure this no, out on my don't. own. Yeah. <laughs> DIY this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> It's been an interesting thing um, because, like, I studied literature in college, 
And so there's a lot of allegory and symbolism and things that you study, you know, in those traditions. And there's also like psychology and science and like mm-hmm. this historical aspect of things when you interpret literature. And it's almost like that it, in a it way. Is, yeah, I yeah. can see that. I yeah. can see that connection. I was going to say too, so there's this, um, you know, I love the aspect of the instant connection because, um, so I'm in, I'm sober and I am in several 12-step programs and it's the same type of thing. And when you go to a 12-step meeting, it's like instant, you know, right. cause you guys, we start talking about, you know, the depth and we don't, mm-hmm. it's not, so how's the weather? Yeah. What do you do for, yeah. no, we don't do that. You, know? <laughs> you go right down. I'm feeling yeah. really afraid today or, you know, I've got yeah. a lot of gratitude or, you know, it's really, it's yeah. deep. Yeah. And then the, the other thing is, is that when you, it, you know, flip a card and start talking to the person and you understand them and you convey, then you know, it's like, it's feeling known. I feel the other person is feeling known right. or feeling heard. Yeah. And that's, that causes a outpouring of information, you know, and right. I just want to tell you more if you know me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes for some reason, like they're a lot more candid with me than their spouses or their friends yeah. or their boss about mm-hmm. things. And maybe they just needed that time, just like a yoga class. Right. I just needed yeah. to just yeah push it out does it help you like kind of know like if you have two choices like is that what you're looking for yeah it kind of gives me like some hidden information like something maybe unconscious that I wasn't really able to look at maybe I'm stuck in like some fear or insecurity or whatever Uh and then it's like the the spread that I did last it was kind of showing me like what I was focusing on and what I wasn't seeing and so getting Mm. that yeah. confirmation of like what I wasn't seeing which was like you know the abundance that I have right now the gratitude like all the things that I'm not seeing at the moment <laughs> um, it was just nice to kind of get that confirmation of like okay then this is your opportunity to start focusing on that you know and bring your attention to that versus what I'm focusing on mm-hmm. so um, that's one of the reasons why I like pulling it because it kind of gives you a lot of the stuff when I pull, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, I understand why I'm pulling that. But then when you go into it and you read about it and yeah. you find the, the little things of, right. like, this, the certain symbol of the of the white bird or whatever mm-hmm. and what those things mean, it yeah. kind of gives you, like, some hints of things that you may be missing. Yeah. Um, so this is sort of a, a very macabre <laughs> card. Yes. <laughs> what does that one mean? So this one, yeah, a lot of people, like, get initially frightened by that card but basically there is this attachment towards something like this person has and they're kind of just stuck and trapped in it this is the devil's card for those that are listening yeah and so the funny thing about this card is the noose around their necks i read about in this book they have the ability to remove the noose from around their necks they're just so they're trapped stuck. and stuck yeah. that they feel like they're in this dark hole. Woe is me. I feel sorry for myself. I can't ever get my luck straight. I can't ever do anything. And it's just a, a symbol of like you're going down like a dark, slippery path and you need to just stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's usually something that they already know is not good for them. And but they're just still trying to continue mm-hmm. right. to yeah, pick yeah. that. Yeah. 
okay toxic relationship a job that's not mm-hmm. working yeah yeah financial situation yeah i could see that yeah and it's a, an attachment or an addiction to it and it's mm-hmm. almost like why do you do that then and it's like you love the drama or you love something about it you're There's attracted to it um, yeah because yeah. you're choosing to stay yeah. there right yeah yeah, yeah but do you um, have a favorite card like if you're doing a reading and you pull one you're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I like, um, there's a symbol of, let me find it here. It's called the star. The star. That's mm-hmm. your favorite card? It's just a very beautiful card to me. Do you have one? I like the, is it the Empress? So this is the Empress. Yeah, it's yeah. the Empress. Yeah. That's a very popular card. That's one of my card. favorite cards. It's like the symbol of feminine energy. And there's another one that I really... It's kind of like, I think, I want to say it's the same one. The higher offense? Yes. Yeah. The higher offense. I like that one too. Yeah. Those are my two favorites, I think. Yeah. She is just a symbol of like, there's a sense of calm and peace with her, Mm -hmm. but she has a lot of strength and courage. And just because she's a woman doesn't mean that she's someone who's a silent partner in things. Like she gets things done. She's creative. There's a lot of abundance in in the photo, and um, there's a lot of flower imagery in her dress, and um, yeah, it's a very beautiful card. And then I just like the star card um, because it just seems like everything is in flow and flux. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love water imagery. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very like calming sense of like I'm focused in on my work and what I am receiving I'm pushing out into the world there's just this flow and understanding of where I am they're beautiful too though there's like yeah the the imagery is is so what is this one that's quite interesting as well yeah so that it's a heart with uh three swords swords coming through so so would this be her spread the yeah. Three yeah, 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 yeah. So it would her. be like past, present, and future if this okay. were her spread. And I would, this would actually be a very interesting story if you look at it because um, this is the past and oh, yeah, the hermit. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the lovers, and then yeah, the yeah. and then the there's swords. like, a, like uh, three. Well, it's just something in, in your future is going to be so significant that it like pierces through the heart. Like mm-hmm. either three events, three people, or something that happens in three is going to happen, mm. and it's gonna shift your heart in some way. Yeah. And it's going to be very gray. It's going to be something that is not going to be clear yet. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Do we have time that I pull a card? Yeah, 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 of course. And so another one card pull that you can do um, is if somebody has, like, something that's been really weighing heavy on their hearts for, like, the last month or so, they can really, like, meditate and think about that. I don't even have to know what the question is. Or you can decide, like, oh, I just wanted a general reading, but you don't even have to tell me okay. um, while I clear the energy. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. So go ahead and cut the deck. You just move the stack over to the right. Okay. So I'll place this back on top, and I'll spread the cards. Just give yourself a few moments to just ground the feet into the earth, and just give yourself a couple of breaths, and you just place it right here face down. So just like with Elizabeth, um, 
Is there anything of significance in this initial mm. look at this card? Besides me needing to maybe calm down. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to rest a little. <laughs> right. Does it have a name, that card? Because it doesn't have a name on it like mine. Right, yeah. Four of swords, right? Yeah, yeah. it's four oh, swords. Okay. So you can tell because... Um, it only looks like three swords. There's, there's one, one right here. Right here. <laughs> Underneath me. Underneath her. Oh. Yes. That's like the princess in the pea. <laughs> exactly. But you're laying on a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I And is this a door? It looks like, like a stained window. glass yeah. window. Okay. So I don't get this card a lot. Okay. So I'll probably have to like look up more information. Yeah. But um you you said that maybe I need to get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> there it to me it looks like there's like there's four swords. And for some reason there's this one sword that you keep wanting to carry. And mm. it's like it's almost like a burden, but you mm. feel like you you only have access to one sword. When there's like three swords you right in front of you, one. yeah, that they're available, and this one is longer. So maybe you feel like I've known this longer, and because mm-hmm. of time, I should rely on it because that's all I know. But there's three available swords for you mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. you out, and it's time to put to rest this one sword. That's interesting. I've never. That's Looks what like I that. would see in this particular sword. We'll see what the thing says. So that's another thing, like, what I like about tarot is, like, you should really rely on your own instincts on what is saying because yeah. you also know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then then I refer to, like, what the book says, right. like, the traditional symbols of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting here in the distance is... It looks like somebody here is like either begging or asking for help or assistance. Like this person is on their knees and this person is there to help. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a very interesting relationship between these two things mm. where it's like, just ask me for help or just use me. I'm here and I'm available. I may not be the thing you know. Um, that you're familiar with, but you can, like, bury the sword and, like, move on Mm. and put it to rest. But we'll look, because I don't usually get this card a lot for whatever reason. So while you're looking, what is the name of that book? This book is called The New Tarot Handbook by Rachel Pollock. Okay. And the nice thing is it's organized. All the major cards are at the front. Mm -hmm. And then I made little tabs to kind of associate where the wands are and that's one type of suit and then there's the the cups and then we're going into the swords rest withdrawal from struggle inner peace meditation or some other spiritual practice that involves turning attention inward to awaken our deeper senses possibly isolation or closing down emotionally to avoid pain they also refer to the night sleeping. So the night is sleeping in a church with a stained glass window showing a worshiper kneeling. And that symbol is Christ. Mm. And in the window, the word peace is there. Mm. So there is a sense of peace. Um, they actually talk about the different plexus, like not the plexuses, but the chakra points of the three swords. 
So mm. this oh, one that because it's the crown. To the third eye. Uh-huh. This one is pointing towards the throat for communication. And this one is for deep knowledge in the solar plexus. And then they just refer to the fourth sword as lying beneath him. Um, the knight may not be so much asleep as lying in deep meditation. For no one's hand would stay that way once he falls asleep. Thus the card is an indicator of withdrawal from struggle to find quiet, inner peace, and possibly healing. On a simpler level, perhaps it indicates a break from a period of tension. Sometimes if we draw too much from engagement with other people in the world, we become isolated in need of someone to reach out to and bring us back. The mysterious night may remind us of such figures as Sleeping Beauty, who could not awake by herself, or the Fisher King of the Grail stories, who lay in a coma until a pure night came to heal him. Well, this has been really cool, very informative. Yeah, I How love would it. our um, listeners get in touch with you? So the easiest way and is Art Yoga Play on Instagram, and like I do still like if people send me a DM about anything, like I have a question about tarot or I have a question about your yoga classes, whatever, like that's the easiest way to contact me. And there's an email address in my profile as well. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And you know, I did want to say I was in the Kirby location, I don't know, I guess last week. Yes. Was it Sunday? Yes. And you had an art show in there. Yes. And I love that one um, arrangement there. I think there's nine of the smaller. Yeah, in a grid. Yeah, it was very good. Very good. So you're an artist as well. Yes. So, yeah, she's multifaceted. That. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And you can see her art on our Instagram. So um, that's you can see that. You can contact her for... You can come take one of her yoga classes and um, get a reading. Get in touch with her for yeah. a reading. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming. And if you want to hear other Metal Report um, podcasts, we are available at www.themetalreportsplural.com. If you wanted to email us, you can email us at themetalreport at gmail.com. Yes. So if you have an idea, um, a suggestion for a Metal Report, please. Send it to us. And if you'd like to leave a review, we'd really appreciate it. Yes, and please like and share us. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Till the next time.